Sometimes hold it's on a minute. Hold on a minute. The guest has just turned up in my fucking house. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Doc Coupod. I'm Josh, and with me, as always, is my co-host JP. Hello, Jack. How Hello are you? There. I'm all good, thank you. I'm all good. I'm actually here. Um, I'm here. I'm live. Unlike our third, as we're calling him a guest for this exact reason, our third guest isn't here. He's not. He's uh, stuck at work or whatever excuse he gave, but this is why he's not a co-host. <laughs> now, Brad sends his apologies for this week. He couldn't make it. Um, you know, some, something to do with some kind of work thing. Or something. Well, I, I, I nearly paid attention. Not 50 <laughs> it was It was nearly there. It doesn't matter anyway. No one's going to listen to this episode because it's the shittest episode of Doctor Who in the world. Ooh, controversial already. I like it. Straight off the bat. What are your overall thoughts for the episode, JP? Oh, you know what? I didn't mind it. I wouldn't say... Oh, I, I can't, fuck off. I can't lie and say it was the best single episode of Doctor Who. Can't believe it, etc., etc. Because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't the best episode in the world but it, i would say it was an interesting episode and it was a lot better than the episode before with the uh oh, the concrete, the concrete the, glory hole get out how can you i'm like i'm angry like i'm glad brad's not here because i it was gonna piss me off him trying to defend this i am fuming that you've even said that like how can it. you what is so bad it's unbelievable all right. Well, should we get this? Should we get this out here now? Why didn't you? Why why don't you like this episode? Before we do that, let's jump straight in. Even though we're missing the news anchor, let's jump straight into who news. Yeah. Oh, actually, before we even jump into that, we'll love the show. Say a big thank you to everybody that listens to us because Satan Pit and Impossible Planet only been out for less than two weeks at time of recording, and um, is our second most listened to episode of all time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a reflection on how good the episode is, but just shows that we're still gaining listeners as the series goes on. You guys are still tuning in. You guys are still listening. Every week we're, we're increasing on episodes, but this one just, for some reason, just shot straight up to the top. It is literally second to our first episode, Rose. So, yeah, just completely. Wow, that's to incredible. Time. I mean, it, it, to be honest, it always helps us a great episode anyway. But, guys, thank you so much for all the support and um yeah we'll, we'll keep them going yeah absolutely especially bearing in mind we do fuck all on the socials at the minute and and you know we're not really promoting this very hard it is just three slash two blokes chatting about a show that they quite like and yeah we're like i am just taken aback by uh your engagement and your comments and everything so thank you very much guys just wanted to get that out of the way up top but um ready for the news jp let's go for the news the hooniverse has dropped. I don't know if you've seen anything about this. No, I, I'm not going to I'm going to go um, straight out and say I saw nothing this week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically um, a new section on BBC iPlayer called The Hooniverse has dropped. It's got all of Classic Who, except for the first four episodes, are now on there. All of Sarah Jane, all of Torchwood, all of like the canine spin-offs from the 80s. Basically everything about Who is on there. Um which is very cool, including this new thing called Tales of the TARDIS. Have you seen this, JP? No, what's that about? So I think Brad mentioned it last week, um, but the rumour was is that they're going to get the old Doctors and the old Companions back, and they're going to sort of uh, have new adventures, basically. Oh. And uh, it, so I saw it on iPlayer when I went to watch this episode, and it was like, they're 90 minutes long or they're like two hours long. And I'm like, right, what? Something's up here. This can't be right. Anyway, opened it up and it starts off in like, you should watch it. It's quite funny, but it starts off in what is someone's living room that they've littered mm -hmm. to make it look like a TARDIS. And they've right. dragged like some of the old companions and like two of the old doctors in done nothing but put them in an outfit that's vaguely similar to what they used to wear as the doctor and oh, rather right. than it being a story it's like they're fumbling around this living room tardis thing and they go oh, oh i oh you know why is my face like this and why does the tardis look like this and why am i old and fat now and oh i remember that once upon a time this happened and then it just fades oh, wow. into the classic Who story. And then it's just 90 minutes of the classic Who story. Like, it's oh, no. so, for me, it's so disappointing. Like, 
I like the idea of watching these old doctors or these old actors be the doctor again. That's quite good. Mm -hmm. And they're all, every character is very good. Like they're very happy to be playing their roles again. But from the five minutes I saw, no, none of these people can act. And it is, it's, <laughs> like, there's a reason they haven't had careers post Doctor Who. And literally, like, I'm not even joking. The set of the TARDIS is smaller than my studio. And it is just, literally, it's like whatever prop they've had left over, they've chucked it in there. <laughs> it's <laughs> ridiculous. That is, the whole thing is like, they set it up so they're around the campfire and the fire is just an old TARDIS set. That's been, like Ooh. a small, like a model of the TARDIS set. It's supposed to look like a fire. It's absolutely ridiculous. I was disappointed by it. But like I said, it's nice seeing these old actors come back as their old characters. But yeah, give it a watch yeah. if you fancy. But it is, yeah, it's it's very bizarre. I don't know why, why they've done it, to be honest with you. Well, I suppose it's the nostalgia thing, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, everybody knew that they were you know, kind of bringing the old episodes back on, uh, well, it's not BBC iPlayer, it's on Disney Plus now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, I think at the minute it's on iPlayer and all classic who's going to be on iPlayer. And then I think the new series is going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I, I suppose that people, you know, because you, you, you're you hitting almost a different target audience, aren't you, really? Oh, yeah, okay, I guess so. So try and get some of the OG fans back on. Board. The OG fans back, yeah, get them back. Because why, why wouldn't you? At the end of the day, if you've got, you know, if, you, if you've got this absolute behemoth of Disney Plus that pretty much caters to everyone, I, I can't think of one genre that I've not seen on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you've got people that maybe watched Doctor Who back when it was first, you know, kind of first there, like the old Who series. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. I, I want to go watch that again. So I suppose it kind of maybe caters to those people, which I think is a, is a good idea. I do think that's a good idea. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to um, see how many kind of episodes that sticks around for and everything. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I think worth a watch. Yeah, I, well, I would say not worth a watch. I think they've done like no. six specials and uh, watch the first five minutes of it. Have fun with like the old doctors in their roles. But and then unless yeah. you're a fan of the classic, like it's going to lose you. But yeah. there's some more important news that's been released this week. And I, I haven't seen it announced anywhere. It's gone sort of under the radar. But they're making mm -hmm. a special, a one-off special um, Doctor Who episode in collaboration, much like they did with Big Brother and The Weakest Link last series. They're collaborating mm -hmm. with a show and doing a special episode coming out soon. Any guesses as to what it might be, Jack? Love Island? Uh, no, think more exciting. <laughs> well, no, there is, the only reason I said Love Island <laughs> is that is our generation's Big Brother, isn't it, really? Yeah, this is true. I mean, okay. I know Big Brother's still around, but like, you know, yeah. Um, it's not okay, it's not a reality show. They've, they've, not they've done that. Show. They did that last series. So they've, 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 they've gone a little bit different. Very exciting. Very orange. Very orange? Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Let me put you out of your misery. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Because this is genuinely quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, go on. Bargain hunt. Bargain hunt? <laughs> <laughs> really? Bargain hunt. They're doing a Doctor Who special bargain hunt episode, yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to know how to... I mean, what, what's going to happen? The Doctor Who... Oh, maybe the... the well, no, I'm thinking of... Um, I'm thinking of storage hunters. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> but I was about I think... to say, maybe the, the, the Doctor loses his TARDIS in one of those storage bins that gets opened. But no, that's, <laughs> that's storage hunters, isn't it? Bargain hunt is them going around to, like, car boot sales, right? And trying to find something cheap, and then you sell it on for a little... That, like... Yeah, yeah, and then you try and, like, spruce it up and sell it on for a bit more, yeah. Yeah, so... I... I don't know what to do with this information, but this is happening. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a different one, I guess. I'm, I, I wouldn't <laughs> have guessed that in a million years. I'm so glad you actually put me out of my, like, misery for that one. But that is a bit of a different one, isn't it? It sort of comes back to, though, like, who is this for? Do you know what I mean? Like, Doctor Who yeah. is a kid's show at, at its heart. Who the fuck is, like, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's it is a bit of a rare one. I mean, I can't I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched Bargain Hunt. But... Have you ever? Yeah, I used to watch it all the time. When I used to work behind a bar, because I used to I used to sleep during the days and then work at night. And um, of course, when you're awake during the day, the only thing else is daytime TV. Bargain. Hunt, 
And the Jeremy Kyle show. But um God, imagine that. Oh, that's ITV though, isn't it? And it's cancelled. Yeah, I know it's cancelled now, but I was about to say, imagine if they bought it back for a, a, <laughs> a one, you know. They could just get the doctor and all these old companions and get them to thrash it out in the two sides. Oh, I would bloody love that. That would be quite a good idea, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> they could just like oh, they could get Rose and Mickey back on there and they could just like talk about all the uh you know, all, all the relationship problems they've got. Rose, Mickey, and Trish Delaney. Yeah. <laughs> I can't pay to see that. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, oh, now I really, now I really want to watch that. <laughs> that would be something to be fair. Yeah, like uh, you could have Sarah Jane and Rose on there as well. Let them air their dirty laundry. We sort of got a bit of that this season. But uh, I can have a go at that robot dog. You could have. That's <laughs> that sounds weird out of context. <laughs> yeah, I can have, yeah, I promise I'm not mental. <laughs> I could have a go at that robot dog. Yeah, as I say, the, the guy just walking past my open window was just like, what the hell, man? Like... <laughs> anyway, unless you've got anything else, and I think that concludes Who News. Yeah. Um roll the uh roll the newscaster thing. So we are in to the penultimate episode of season two. The culmination of two years is about to peak. And we're treated with this episode to tease us in the sort of the finale. And it is the worst episode of Doctor Who fact. Oh, you lie. We literally watched one the week before that was worse than that. It's so much better than this episode for so many reasons. Let me tell you the reason I prefer the previous episode over this. And it's very, very straightforward. The previous episode is not a good episode of Doctor Who but it's a lovely place to be. You'll agree all the characters are nice. It's a bit of fun. The music is good. It's colorful. The editing is quite hectic. It's just a nice place to be, right? It's a nice vibe of an episode, last episode. You'll give it that at least, right? Yeah, I I, I like the fact that they were all friends. Yeah, I'll give you that. Everybody in this episode is so fucking miserable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you People are disappearing off the street. You you wouldn't expect like a fucking tea party. Oh, Mrs. Miggins has gone. Let's throw a fucking, you know, some kind of shindig or something like that, you know? It's just misery. But you say that when they all come back at the end, it's not some heartwarming, everybody's hugging, everybody's, you know, like everybody lives that we got in our series. The kids just immediately go back into the yard and start playing football again as if they weren't gone for more than two minutes. Oh, yeah. You go, you know, priorities. No, it's absolute wank. But before we get into it, I would just like to point out the fact that this episode aired in 2006 and is set in 2012. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're now further away from it than we were when the episode aired. That's not a thought I needed to hear today, but thank you very much for that. Like, we're almost twice as far away from it. We're 11 years. Uh, fuck me, are we 11 years out from the Olympics? Yeah, I suppose we've had two Olympics. Would you, wait, would you have third one? 2020 was the last one, wasn't it? Because it was supposed to be in Tokyo. Yes, yeah, yeah. So 2012. Yeah, COVID and everything like that, yeah. Then 60, yeah. Mate, 11 years. I, that genuinely feels like yesterday when we had James Bond jumping out of the bloody plane with the Queen and stuff. Like, how the fuck was that 11 years yeah, ago? Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just very upset that Papua New Guinea didn't do well in the shot put. Well, I actually Googled that. They did fucking so did terribly I. in the <laughs> shot. This is this okay, so this is my this is my other big thing with this episode, right? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Why set it in twenty twelve? Yeah, it's a strange one to be honest. They they could have they could have picked anything, really. Like literally anything with they... a big crowd or something like that. I mean they they literally did it. Oh, I, no, actually I think I know why they didn't do it, because the the ne- but if you think of a big crowd in um, in London, right? Yeah. Well, you've got the Queen's Jubilee, which they did for the Idiot's Lantern. Yeah. And then you've got the Olympics. Yeah, but you don't necessarily have to have a big crowd, right? So there's the bit where she gets rid of the stadium and then she's like, not enough. Just mm-hmm. make that like a football game that's on the TV at the minute. And then I was thinking, okay, <laughs> but it needs the heat. Set it on bonfire night. Like, why do you have to set it in 2012? Yeah, so that you could throw it on the bonfire. That would be how it ends. He throws it on, like, you know. Oh, so he just throws it on a bonfire. Hmm. Yeah, that's. But it's not very climactic, though, is it? Yeah, but neither is David Tennant running up some red stairs that's clearly in a fucking studio 
putting it on this fucking fire pit that's smaller than a bonfire. Like, you said it in 2012, but they've not done anything with it. But okay, there's the Olympics, but it's all set. The, again, this is another thing. It's just set on a street. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel very big. Even the bit with the stadium, it, it doesn't feel real. Like, it's just clearly in a set. Like, it feels very small. You don't see any, like, you don't see anything like a modern phone or a modern TV or a modern, like they're not imaginative with it at all. It should just be set in the present day. She gets rid of a football stadium and then he throws it on a bonfire and it turns out it's bonfire night. Like why set it in 2012? What a waste. Yeah. I, uh, I guess they try to show near future though. Cause I'm, in fact, that's something I'd probably have to Google is when, when do we actually get confirmed that we had the Olympics? I'm assuming it would have been it around. Was, that it time. was two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, that's why. They yeah, did so it, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a hype video, isn't it? Really, it's a hype video for the Olympics. But it doesn't hype it up at all. Like it, it we see one street with about ten people on it as the Olympic torch runs past, and then we see a cheap CGI stadium that's nothing. It's just a void of nothingness. And also, okay, oh, okay, 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 the. The we're jumping to the end here a little bit. No, straight to the end, yeah. The runner just collapses, right? And I think they say on the radio he got struck by lightning. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, he says, "Oh, there was a flash of lightning earlier that looked like it struck the runner, and now he's 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 falling." We don't see that. Is that what him? Is that what Rose throwing the pod in? Which, by the way, do you remember those little metal grey things? That you would throw up and they would oh, go together. Oh, the little, <laughs> yeah, 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 the, the metallic things, yeah. yeah. It's just that for a start, it's just painted green. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 and I'll give you that, yeah. But that, they're like, he's struck by lightning, so he's collapsed. We didn't see that. Presumably they were going to CGI in and they just didn't. And then the mm-hmm. doctor just swoops in, picks up the torch. In real life, if a man comes and picks up, how many steps do you think he gets before he gets shot? Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I did. That wasn't one of my notes. In the fact that they were surprisingly nice to a man that had just jumped the barriers and was <laughs> running. To, I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd like to think the world was a nicer place back in 2012, but it still wasn't great. I'm not sure you'd get away with that. Like this should have been the Doctor's regeneration story. Like he should have just been instantly assassinated <laughs> one through the, there and then. Yeah, one through the through the chest from uh, from London police. You know, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Just utter nonsense of an ending. And I just, oh, it angers me so much. Where does the Doctor come back? Why doesn't he come back in the TARDIS? Why is he here to pick up the torch? Well, no, because he disappeared with the TARDIS, though, didn't he? Yeah, so why isn't he back in the TARDIS where it was? Why did he not think, oh, I better go and make sure Rose is all right? Why did he go, no, I'm going to run the Olympic torch? not be arrested, managed to somehow get into the stadium as well and up the stairs and light it. Like, how how long do you reckon he was running as well? Yeah, but I, why wouldn't you, though? Why not? Because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you are talking about an episode which had a child drawing things <laughs> that caused them to disappear but appear on a bit of paper. But still be sentient on that piece of paper. Wanted to be loved, like (laughs) I I just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just Doctor Who, isn't it? Really, that's that's the whole fun of Doctor Who. It's not the whole fun of Doctor Who, right? Okay, before we get carried away, let's structure this episode into a compliment sandwich. Um, So I've slated on it a little bit, Jack. You now tell us what you think were the redeeming features. And then we just fucking rip it to shreds again. You really don't like this episode, do you? It's the worst episode of Doctor Who. No. It not doesn't, at all. Not at it, all. By a long way, it doesn't get worse than this. Um, okay, so the good parts that I liked about this episode. So, um, how creepy is it? You can't deny it's no, not creepy. It's not creepy. at the window with the kookaburra song and... You know, it generally reminded me of, um, you know, uh, Bates Motel with uh, Psycho, when like the, oh, mums, yeah. the yeah, dead yeah. mums in the window and all that. It genuinely reminded me of that. I was like, that's kind of creepy. Like, I think you're confusing creepy with misery. Like, there's nothing no. creepy about it. Everyone's just miserable. There's that miserable old fucking lady that's just going around. Like, oh no, get the boy. I love 
you leave Doris alone. You leave Doris alone. She's no, 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 no. She was brilliant because she is the most ballsiest character on Doctor Who. What do you mean? Right. Everybody knows when someone asks, "Are you all right?" You go, "Yeah, mate." And you, what's Doris do? She goes, "No, I'm not all right." (laughs) So. Wow, but that's that's my point. That's like the first line of the episode, or the first line that she says. It's fucking like, come on, love. It's the Olympics. Cheer up. Tells you something's up. I liked it. I was like, yeah, she's so old. She should be grateful for every day she wakes up and doesn't fucking die. Do you know what I mean? You leave Doris alone. Doris is brilliant. (laughs) It's useless. And I'm sorry, I don't know how you can call that song creepy. It's so no, it's not, fucking annoying. It's not a creepy song. It's just the way that she was singing it. Like it was just, yeah. No, I wasn't wasn't a fan of that. Like a miserable little girl, and it's so annoying because I well, I started watching the the confidential, the behind the scenes for this, and mm-hmm. the actress that plays this little girl is lovely, and she's so excited to be on Doctor Who, and she's animated, and she's brilliant. How does that translate into this? She's just a blank fucking face. Like, oh my god! I've got to say, I did feel sorry for her because they obviously they they obviously wanted to show where she was possessed and where she was just talking as herself. You can't tell the difference. uh, Well, you can because she does that really weird like whisper thing, and I'm sorry, but that that didn't work at all. (laughs) It didn't, did it? So no, there's it, that. it was just, it, it was like she kind of had a sore throat, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, and I feel sorry, because that's not the actress, that's just the director saying, right, now we need you to kind of give like a little bit of a whispery kind of thing, and I was just like, it doesn't really work, you know, I just wasn't, I wasn't sold by it, you know what I mean? It, it felt like just poor writing, really, but... Um, yeah, or poor direction, I think, is like, they yeah, should like have, poor... they should have dubbed it, or they should have, you know, they should have I don't know, done a sound effect or yeah, it's just awful. But um go on, go on, see if you can find any other way of redeeming it. Yeah, no, I I I like I thought it was pretty creepy. Um something I did like as well is I'm not sure if they did this because it was in the winter or anything like that, but um they showed how cold it was on the street because they mentioned about it's really cold there. It's like unnaturally cold. And I like how they had the, the, the actors and actresses. Like, obviously, they must have filmed it during the winter or something like that. And it was just, you could see their breath. And I was like, that's clever writing. I, I like that. Okay, I will give you that. I They mentioned that on Confidential. They were like, we've fucked up because the only time we've got to film it is in winter. The Olympics is going to be in the summer. How the fuck do we get around this? Oh, I know. Let's say it's drawing the heat. That's quite. That is. I will give you that. That's a clever yeah, workaround. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, th- yeah, I yeah. thought that was that was a clever way of doing it, which I really liked. Um, what else? Did but I that like doesn't it? talk to the episode. That talks to, you know, the innovation behind the crew and the writers and stuff. That's not. That's not a benefit for this episode. That's a behind the scenes thing. Mm, yeah. No, I kind of see that. But uh, yeah, I, I I like that. I thought that was clever what, uh, writing. Um, I, I, I'm my final point I want to make towards the end of the episode because I think it's going to be a big talking point. So okay. we'll leave okay. it to the end of the episode. But right. should we just quickly should we just quickly run through kind of what thoughts and and that were as you know normally chronologically as we as we do. What's the point? No one's going to listen to this episode because it's shit. But yes, far oh, away. Oh, you lie! You lie. Um. So, uh, where are we? So. Oh, yeah, by the way, how quick can the Doctor run? I don't... Oh, yeah, fucking Batman Doctor at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Literally, wouldn't it? He's, he's, he's twice now. I, I'm running two theories. The, the first one is the Doctor <laughs> is Batman, as yep. shown in the um, the Lost Child... Uh, no, what was it? The Doctor Dances, that one. Oh, yes, yes, I forgot about <laughs> you that. You know, where yeah. he just appears in, like, a kind of, you know, in a room that everybody's watching the corners. And the yep. second one is he just appeared down the street. Like, it cuts the rows. It comes back and he's like literally down the end of the street. He's done like 200 <laughs> meters in a second, you know. So maybe maybe the doctor was practicing for the Olympics. That's why he got invited to hold the torch. Oh, okay. That's a good theory. Yeah. yeah. I like the I like the idea of like you cut to him and he's panting and he's sweating and he's like, fuck me, I've never run so fucking fast in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um that was that was quite uh, quite interesting. And the second uh, the second theory I'm running as well is the doctor is actually a dog. 
Oh, yes, this has come up quite a few times. Yeah, because he likes licking things. He does, yeah. And even the way he's sort of sniffing around in this episode or, you know, tingling yep. around, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah, no, he's, he, he was he was sniffing around. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's you know, you've watched Sherlock and everything like that. You know, every great detective uses all five of the senses. But it just, it was just really weird. It was just, the, they were like, yeah, the doctor can just, it just has a really good sense of smell. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, didn't, didn't have that one. Um, just just also, before we go on, go on, even before all of this bit, to show how bad he said, he parks the TARDIS the wrong way round. What's what does that show? Oh, I quite like that to be honest. What do you mean? It doesn't what, do because, anything for the story. No, but it it just like you know, at the end of the day, it's still a three D and like it's a three D object. Yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't necessarily determine which way round the, the thing's been parked. Yeah, but it must have a front. Do you know what that would be like? I don't know, parking, parking, a, I don't know. It doesn't do anything. It's just a stupid thing to throw in there. Yeah, but we always, we always park the car the right way, don't we? Because you park the car the right way. But if you was to, if you was to like, I don't know, just magically phase your car in, no, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's going to be the right way. I suppose, I suppose it's a hypothetical, but just why include it? But anyway, anyway, go on, go on, go on. A L- little bit of fun, uh, which I quite liked. No, um, not fun, not fun. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's just different. It was just like, Shoot. I was sick and tired of the Doctor every single time just parking the TARDIS the right way. And I'm like, there's no way that you park it right every single time. Oh. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. So I like that. I thought that was good. Um, <laughs> what else did I like about, uh, oh, sorry, what else did we go? Oh, it was a bit weird where he was like kind of so he go he goes up to the um like to the front of the house where the kids disappear, and then he's just like kind of, I, I guess sensing the children. Yeah, exactly. What's this new power that he's got? He's a Jedi. He, he's some sort of I don't know. I don't. I, I honestly I don't know. You haven't seen the Fast and Furious, have you? I saw ten. You saw it said there's one where Vin Diesel goes to a crime scene and for whatever reason, because he's Vin Diesel, he can like rewind it and he sees everything. Happen. Like presumably it's a similar sort of power as that. But again, it's like, where, where's this come from? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's just the special power that he gets. It's just like, it's yeah. just unexplained nonsense is what it is. So the doctor is a Jedi. Which I quite like. I think that's an interesting thing to to take from it. I feel like that's a quite a a, di- a different approach, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I quite I quite like that. And then oh yeah, completely devastating news that I found out this episode. Go on, Doctor doesn't like cats. Oh, I was yeah, I was a bit upset. I presumed it was a callback to uh, New Earth with the cat mm-hmm. nuns, right? Like that's got to be what that's referencing. In. I thought that as well, but uh, apparently, obviously not. The doctor just doesn't like cats, which was really weird because he, again, funny enough, going back to the um, World War Two episode or the episode. Oh, he loves um, cats, yeah. He loves cats, yeah, which was really weird. So I wonder what made him change his mind. Uh, well, he literally changed his mind, to be fair, when he regenerated. Maybe it was a cat related injury. <laughs> I, I'm, that cat, gorgeous little cat. Isn't it very oh, convenient that for some random reason it walks into that box to disappear? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Rose is just like, wow, this is the best magic trick in the world. <laughs> oh my God, David Blaine's here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, it just made me laugh. It's like, and now the cat's gone. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> just... I suppose we didn't quite have it in the budget to show the uh, cat actually disappearing. So we'll just... We'll stick it in there. We'll just say, oh, the cat's gone. <laughs> well, I don't even know if it's the budget because when all the kids come back at the end, mm-hmm. the instruction is, right, jump, and we're just going to get rid of the bit of you taking off. That is the worst effect you've ever seen. It's just them sort of falling a foot out of the sky, and presumably they couldn't get the cat to do that. So that's why. <laughs> they couldn't get the cat to jump, so they just were like, right. Actually, no, that is that I, I can actually not attest to that, but uh, where was I? I was I was somewhere and I was watching a um I was watching like a talk show and like animal like acting with animals and everything like that. 
Yeah. And uh, the the thing was is you you don't lead the animals. The animals lead you. Okay. Okay. Which, which sounds which sounds really weird, but because animals are unpredictable, you just you you can ask an animal to do something, but at the end of the day, if the animal doesn't want to do that, it's not going to do it. So what they do is like if like so for example like the the two characters are like oh and now like the direction is we turn left down the lane and then suddenly the dog that they're walking turns right, then they'll just roll with it and they'll just go oh, okay we'll just change that. Right. Yeah. 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 That which is yeah. Fair enough. Which, which like makes that. sense. Rather than rather than trying to re like kind of shoot and get the animal to turn the right way and everything like that, they just they just roll with it, which I think is quite cool. Um, but yeah, just imagine them just like stood there with a cat going, "Can we make the cat jump?" It is just ridiculous. Like, but anyway, it's a small point. It's very annoying, but it is an annoying point nonetheless. I didn't think it was too bad, but um, yeah. Um, can we also talk about the fact that the child has... Uh, I, I can't remember the kid's name. Emma? Emma? What do I think Emma? Do you know, Emma? That's a... Chloe. 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 That's it. Yeah, yeah I don't know why I know Emma at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> um, so they, they obviously confiscate the pens when the... And again, this is the thing that really winds me up. For some reason, I keep going back to uh, the Dots of Dances and everything. But it's the thing that winded me up there was that they didn't tell anybody about what was going on. And then it was like this whole thing could have been avoided had you told anybody that was what was going on. I know, man. I Like, uh, it's just, I, I, I think it's supposed to be a metaphor for depression, right? That's what this episode is. Yeah, because the dad died and, and everything like that, which I do get, you know, and at the end of the day, it's difficult to, you know, it's difficult sometimes to talk and everything. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a strange one just executed awfully and that whole confiscation of the pen thing like that mum quite clearly knows that her kid is the problem right she draws a picture of a oh let's talk about this her drawings like they're so shit and her mum just walks in and goes oh you've drawn dale has she i don't know that's a stick man for all i can see how the fuck do you know it's dale you can tell you don't have kids how from from what I heard, it's like, I don't know. I mean, you, I, I suppose it's kind of like, as long as there's some distinct features there, I don't know. Absolutely shit. But also, like, take the pens away earlier, surely. Yeah, I did think that. And then they did. And then she had, what, I made Brad laugh. Because she pulls out, like, she pulls off a doll's head. And there's just a hidden pen in there. Like she's been like, storing a stash in jail or something. Genuinely thought it was a hidden shank. I went, I went to <laughs> I was like, why has she got a fucking shank? Is she going to go and I, shank the mother and take the pen that's back? What I thought. And then Brad was like, mate, it's a pen. And I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> but like, why was, if her mum has never taken pens off her before, why does she have that stash in the first place? None of it makes any sense. How many pens and pencils do these people have? Yeah, it, I mean, I suppose you go to your local arts and crafts thing and everything, and you get yourself a good old bumper, you know, bumper pack of sixty-four. But yeah, it was was a strange one, wasn't it? It just, it just insane. Yeah, and then again, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but then there's that bit where Rosie's like, "Right, don't leave her alone." And then immediately, yeah. <laughs> immediately, it, like, leaves it her alone. smash yeah, cuts to the mum then being in the kitchen. It's like, ah. Uh, sake yeah no i call that one like a cold that was um, oh my yeah. god it's painful <laughs> man yeah it is funny it is funny but um yeah no that was that was a that was a strange one they were just like oh yeah just have a hidden pen and it was hidden <laughs> in the doll as well i don't know how she got it in there like she must have had to decapitate the doll wedge no the pen in there, and then like perfectly put it back in it's i mean it's, it, yeah don't go wrong it takes great skill to do that i don't think i could do that but yeah it was a strange one, to say the least. <laughs> but go on. Yeah, so that was it. Um, I genuinely thought it was the devil again. That was that was the uh, that was what I thought the Easter egg was again. Because when they show the the drawing in the uh, in the like in the wardrobe, yep. I genuinely thought that was the devil. I didn't realize it was her dad. Yeah, fair enough. Like I think even from memory, I was like, that's like the devil or it's like a devil's manifestation of the dad. I've totally forgotten mm-hmm. the whole thing that it's like, it's how she dreams her dad to be. Uh, or it's like the dad from the night. That was quite interesting in theory, but shit in execution. Like you're dealing with bringing your dreams and nightmares to life. And you've got a scarily draw man in your cupboard. Like, 
come on, do better. Yeah, it was. I think the word I'd use to describe it is probably clumsy. Okay. It just okay. seemed yeah, I, I, like the, the idea was there, and I liked the idea. It was like, oh, okay, so her dad's unfortunately passed away. She never met her dad. The only thing she she knows of her dad was through her mum, which I quite like that as a as a kind of a like a talking point kind of thing. Yeah. And it seemed straight away because I was like, oh, like you know, I was like, oh, well, the dad's dead. That's upsetting. That's really sad and everything. And then they just went at a completely different angle. And they were like, <laughs> oh yeah, so he was a drinker and he wasn't a very nice person. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's a different angle to take i thought they would have gone more on the you know the dad was a really nice person like, almost like rose you know what i mean but yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, they, I, they, I, they didn't yeah i think it's supposed to be a juxtaposition but again it's such a sensitive topic and it's a metaphor for uh depression anxiety mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it but it's explained a way that actually she's not depressed she's not dealing with trouble She's been possessed. It undermines everything, doesn't it? Like it totally takes away that this girl was going through a struggle because of the things that happened to her. And it's like, nah, actually, a flower fell in her mouth. Yeah, and again, that's a strange one. The the actual kind of thing. It was just a flower fell in her mouth, which <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I suppose it could happen. But at the same time, though, it was just so yeah. I I, I just I, I wasn't buying it. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, okay, fair enough, but. I like yeah, the idea was... that the alien is lonely because it's lost its brother or sister or brothers and sisters, and it's found Chloe and she's lonely because her mum's closed off after the death. But it's just all so contrived. Like, I don't believe it. Maybe it's because it's too alien. Like, if they'd have made it a humanoid thing that had possessed her, maybe it would be more relatable. But literally to have this weird sort of spermy flower just leave her mouth, like, I don't know, it just missed the mark. Like you said, it just didn't hit right for me. Yeah, it was a, it was a strange one. It was a very strange one. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I just, yeah. I mean, the whole flower thing itself, I guess, is, you know, they, they were trying to show that actually, you know, you know what, actually, the more I think about this, the more I think you're right about the kind of the metaphors for depression and anxiety and everything. Because I suppose, in essence, the Asilus... Isolus, some stupid Isolus. name. I, I spelled it out to myself just trying to, yeah, trying to <laughs> make it there. But um, I suppose in theory that they actually, that was, you know, they're showing that it can happen to anyone, really, because the, the mum's depressed because she lost lost her husband. The kid's depressed because she lost her dad. And the um, the Asilus is depressed because it lost this family. Like, so I suppose it's kind of a, it can happen to anyone kind of thing, which is an important message. But um. Yeah, and there's probably but some yeah. symbolism behind it being a flower and, you know, love can bloom or depression can bloom. I don't, I don't know. There's something there as well, I'm sure. Something can bloom, yeah. I, I was actually quite surprised that they made it a, a flower, though. Okay, what do you... What well, you I just... Well, the whole thing with Doctor Who is weird and wonderful monsters. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I suppose there's no discounting that there could be an alien race out there that is a flower. But it was just really weird that we've gone from, you know, kind of something which was Peter Kay in a fat suit to <laughs> a white flower. It just, the, you know, as you said, just the position was just incredible. It was just such a a whiplash. It was just like, oh, okay, fair enough. I mean, it looked, you know, it looked pretty good for CGI and everything. I didn't think it looked out of place. Okay, yeah, it was I'll just really that, weird yeah. that, it was just really weird that it was just a flower. I was like, oh, okay, I, I wasn't expecting it. But um, what also I wasn't expecting was the doctor doesn't have manners. Oh, again, this is all just... Are you going to talk about the honey? Well, I thought it was marmalade, but yeah. Oh, marmalade, honey. Same thing. Fucking weird. Why is he doing that? I, I could have worked that one out either. He's been in, one out. We've seen him in Jackie's house. We've seen him... Like, he knows what a domestic family is, and he's scooping some form of jam out of a jar with his finger... Like, what? Yeah, yeah, couldn't get that. Bizarre, but on a similar sort of thing, I think where I completely zoned out in this episode, where I think this child just needs to fucking be shot in the face, the character, not the actor, by the way, she <laughs> fucking takes a swig of milk from the bottle out of the fridge. Did you see that? 
Yeah, I mean, I do that because I'm the only one that drinks the milk in the house. So I, I can do that. I'm not sharing the milk. It's fair. It's your bottle. But I'd never, do, I'd never do that around my parents because everyone else is drinking the milk. That's just gross. Fucking murder that little brat. Honestly, that's... Oh, I wanted to vomit. I mean, she was possessed. In, she was possessed, in fairness. I don't give a fuck. Chop her head off. <laughs> Oh, if you needed more of an excuse, like I honestly, if I if someone had stolen milk from my fridge and been swigging it for the bottle, I would murder them. I would then be relieved if I found out they were possessed because I could blame it on that. <laughs> you could blame has it on a, possession. Exactly. The mum's got a get out of jail free card there. Do you know what I mean? Fucking yeah. Oh my god, just weird. And okay, again, weird just oddity for the sake of oddity. What's with the Star Trek hand thing? Why has this been included? I, yeah, they. I, I don't understand that. It was just a At thing they did, apparently. Trying to say only aliens can do it because I guess you don't see anybody else do it in the episode. Is that? And then, if, and then you can imagine all the kids at home trying to do it. Was it supposed to be like a little viral thing before things went viral? I don't know. I don't know. I can do it though. Maybe I'm an alien. I can do it, but I never want to do it again because it's going to remind me of this little fucking brat and gobby gob. Doctor, oh, such a bad. Yeah, one. I tell you what, saying I wish they would stop doing though. What? Putting the doctor in fake danger. Okay, <laughs> it, it, it is something that gets on my tits quite a bit. It's just like right, the doctor, and it's like, oh my god, the doctor's disappeared. He's on a bit of paper. <laughs> What's Rose gonna do now? He's gone forever. It's like well, the, the episode, the, like, the whole series is literally called Doctor Who. <laughs> They're not gonna kill him off. Like, if they did, that would be a TV series suicide. Like, yeah. you, you just can't... I, I, I don't like... Like, for me, it would have been better to have Rose in there because, and no offence to Rose, because I think Billy Piper's a great actress, but Rose is expendable. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Doctor isn't, because it's quite literally called Doctor Who. So, yeah, no, I totally, I, totally I, I feel like I, I just... I mean, I get why they did it because you know, for Rose to save the day and everything, which I, I like, but I just maybe just have the doctor trapped somewhere or something like that. You know, maybe maybe he was caught in the crowd in the stadium and it was up to Rose or I, I, I don't know, like, you know. But yeah, it just I just don't. Like, they've done it a couple of, of times this season, and I'm just like, why, why do that? No, I could I completely agree with you, mate. There is a technical literary literary term for it which is where you, you know, the audience doesn't expect the main character to die or perish or be in trouble. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like you said, it's false, um, uh, false suspense. Like, but Doctor Who is the perfect thing to get around that because you have so many secondary characters, not even the companions, you have the ones removed. Like you've got this immense cast. Utilise it, have... One of them trapped, like it, like you said, it's a, it's a real issue. I think they do address it in later seasons. It does stop happening as often. Mm. But yeah, like it, you know, we learn this shit in GCSE. You don't put your protagonist where you know he's going to survive in danger because it, it negates any tension, any suspense. And yeah. and yeah, the Doctor, again, the drawing doesn't look anything like the Doctor. It's just got a long brown coat on. Question for you. I thought it did. It it fucking didn't. But I, right, if you if you had it, if you'd have been shown that picture and you yeah. and, and someone had gone to you, who's that? You'd have gone David Tennant. Ah, oh, yes, but if you'd have showed that picture to somebody that doesn't know who David Tennant is, dressed yeah. up five brown haired men in that exact same outfit, you're never picking David Tennant. Or or it would be just pure luck. Do you know what I mean? That is true. But that kind of again, like, you know, it's it's the distinguished uh, like yeah, kind of the distinguishing feature. David Tennant was wearing a long brown coat at the time. Mm. She also uh, anyway, move along, move along. Moving along. Um I think because I know Brad will be very, very upset if I don't mention this in his absence. Um Brad's favourite character from Doctor Who. Is the, uh, the the council estate guy the uh, the council worker the road worker? Oh my god! I... He, uh, honest to God, nearly said the the guys the guys like kind of speech. You know, he says in the council van and the council thing. <laughs> nearly said it word for word. I was I was actually impressed. I was like, wow, that's incredible. 
not a bad character the first time round, but it it wears thin quite quickly. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of reminds me. It, it, I, if there was a council worker that you know, kind of some some kind of roadman or something, roadman. That's probably the wrong term. Um, but um, if there was some kind of you know construction worker or something, I'd probably expect them to be similar to that in that situation where people are disappearing because they've been drawn. Yeah, I guess so. I, okay, he is actually, he's all right. And I do like the bit where he's going, you've taken a council, 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 I'm reporting you to the council. To the council. Yeah, yeah I love it. Enough. I think it's really good. Fair enough. All right, I mean, I'll give you good. that. that. He's not a bad side character. Bring him back. Yeah, no, for sure. If he come back, I'd be happy. But um, yeah, um, so. Can we backtrack go... two seconds to the doctor in the sure. picture again? Okay, okay. Why wouldn't she draw Rose as well? Uh, that's a very good point. She's drawing cats. She's drawing Dale. She's why not it's... just get Rose in there as well? Do you know what I mean? Because of the plot. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, it's plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> because of the plot. That's, I, I, I don't know. Maybe she liked Rose. Doesn't make any sense. It does. What she drew the TARDIS, but she didn't draw Rose. Yeah, good no, because Rose was there when they went back to the TARDIS, wasn't they? And Rose was there in the house. Like, Rose is there the entire time. Yeah. Anyway. It's a strange one, isn't it? No, that it is a strange one. It doesn't make any sense. It's a stupid episode. What I, I didn't... Uh, yeah, what, what I also didn't understand as well is that, you know, they kind of... They, they made a point when... Early in the episode where Rose goes into the garage. There's a garage that the door's banging. And then yeah. they have the um, scribble, I, can get, I guess you'd call it. I thought this is what you wanted to save until the end of the episode. Are we going to talk yeah, about this scribble monster now? This scribble monster? Um, it did remind <laughs> me of Spongebob, to be honest. The, 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 have you ever seen the episode of Spongebob? I do, I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they get the evil Spongebob and they're just like, he's just like drawing things. I was like, yes. oh, it's not that. Absolutely. It's the most stupid thing you've ever seen on a telly, isn't it? What? I think it's brilliant. I'd love oh, a monster that you draw. He comes to life like, you know. Yeah, but, but why is that the only thing that, like, it's so, she gets attacked by a scribble. This is a sentence that we're actually saying out loud. Rose gets attacked by a scribble. Yeah, that was bouncing around. So technically it's like a ball, isn't it, really? But <laughs> it's a scribble. Okay, Yeah. why did the scribble manifest in that garage? Not a clue. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why is no, that I the only thing that. that does manifest? I... Well, the dad does. Okay, dad does. When the doctor is in the picture, and he presumably draws from inside the picture the Olympic torch, mm -hmm. why doesn't A, either another Olympic torch manifest itself, or B, the Olympic torch get pulled into that picture? That, um, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, actually. So many problems. Okay, when they stop the weird squirrel monster, and he's holding it, and he says, it's, it's, it's graphite, it's a pencil lead, yeah, and he just starts rubbing it out. You can't yeah. rub out the inside of a pencil. That's not how graphite works. Well, uh, mm, well, because the, the whole reason that pencil is erasable is because it is literally transferring little bits of graphite onto the paper. But he's and then got the like, rubber rubs it away. But he's got like a, a a thick, clearly inside. It doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. Mm, I, I could see the rubbing out part. The rubbing out part could work. No, I don't think it. You couldn't, if you were to scrape away the wood of a pencil and then try mm -hmm. rubbing that graphite, it's not going to disappear. It would eventually. Okay. Cut the fuck off. <laughs> it would eventually, though. That's, that's it. What do you, why do you think you have to sharpen a pencil? Moving on. Oh, got you hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Debunked. <laughs> Uh, on. And on that note, uh, talking about erasing things and everything, I was very disappointed we didn't see the, the like, drawing of the dad come to life. Yes, me we too. We heard it, but we didn't see it. And the only thing I could think of is they had about enough for a cup of coffee left in the budget for this episode, and they went, <laughs> yeah, we'll just, <laughs> we'll, 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 ju we'll just get the thing, like, you know. Yeah. I also think it's the less is more approach, which work sometimes hold on a minute hold on a minute the guest has just turned up in my fucking house i was bradley fuller just arrived yeah the guest has turned up in my house look at that 
we can't actually hear on this end, but it's very exciting, the listeners. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't actually see the the dad's, you know, manifest there. And I don't know why they were so scared of him either. It's only a drawing. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And they defeated him with the power of song. Yeah, that was a strike. Well, no, because I suppose that the, the drawing came from a manifestation of the depression and the anxiety and the, the you know, kind of the fear of not knowing and everything. So them two singing, they kind of pull the good energy together, you know. They cure depression. Guys, to anyone listening that's going through a tough time, just sing this kookaburra song and pull your socks up. Don't be so ridiculous. Please seek professional advice. Please do not take anything there. But uh, (laughs) yeah, no, I I don't know. It was it was a strange ending. It was a strange ending. But I feel like there is something that I need to speak about. Something that I clocked in the episode that just made me go, "Wait, hold on, what?" The doctor was once a dad. Ah, yeah, okay. I, I have so many questions. One, the doctor fucks. Incredible. <laughs> Two, where is the kid now? Three, who was the mum? Or who was the dad? So, um, Wait, what? well, the very first episode of Doctor Who, it's the doctor and his companion, and his companion is his granddaughter. So from literally the very first episode, we've known he's got a, fur, we, we, we know he's got a family. Um mm. Dr. Fox, of course he does. He's been a good-looking man in every carnation we've seen him. And I'd have a go on Jodie Whittaker. Are you telling me you wouldn't? I don't know. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it, it just, I don't know. I just always thought he'd be like a Jedi, you know what I mean? Like the, the kind of... The, Celebrate. The, you know, the, yeah, like the kind of the whole thing that screwed up the Jedi Order with Anakin, you know, getting getting a little bit of a leg over, you know. Well, there's no other Time Lords about JP. We don't know why that is yet. Well, apparently he didn't do a good enough job of... Because the doctor fucks. There you go. That's it. He is. I I go back to my point of him being a Jedi. He is Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) Oh, imagine that. He's just completely rewritten like the Time Lord history to make him like be like the sole survivor. That he's the good guy. Really, he was the cause of everything. Well, mate, you might be spoiling it for yourself. Am I? Speaking of spoiling it yourself. Did you pick up on any Easter egg? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Right. I'm, <laughs> I, can, I, I can't lie. I had a little bit of help from the next time trailer. Oh, no. Right. And I've got to blame Brandy Fuller for this one. I'm fully aware he's just come on the room. And uh, Brad goes to me, he goes, you're going to watch the next time trailer? I said, no, nah, I don't think so. And he's like, oh, I don't know if you should or not. So I was like, I'll go there. We'll watch it. And it is blindingly obvious that it is torture. <laughs> blindingly obvious it's torture. Because I even picked up on it in an episode as well and went, ah, oh, they mentioned torture. I think you did in a couple of episodes, to be I fair. I in, in yeah. Tooth and Claw. In Tooth and Claw, she says, oh, yeah, this is the Torchwood estate. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Torchwood. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's finally revealed. I love that we went into this season. You weren't watching the um, next time trailers. For the first half, where there's no, no, for the first half, you were very good. And now it's the second half and you're fucking ruining the, you've ruined the fucking finale. I know, but I want to know, man. I want to (laughs) know. Before we jump into the next time, uh, Mm. there's one sort of little scene when the Doctor and Rose reunite and he's eating his ball bearing cakes. And it's all very similar to the end of The Idiot's Lantern, which is another shit episode. Um, (laughs) And then... They have their little conversation about there's something in the air. What does that mean? Well, I wanted to ask you what you thought it meant. Oh, I've got no idea. I just thought it was just the like the you know kind of a comment on the joyous occasion. You didn't think that they're never going to split us up, never ever, never say never ever, isn't a potential foreshadowing? Well, I'm expecting her to die at some point, which is going to be really upsetting. But yeah, no, I thought a little bit on the nose. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm fully... I I genuinely think she's going to die. I'm going to be really upset if she does. (laughs) I really like Rose. And I can't imagine... The the worst thing is, I can't imagine another companion apart from Rose. 
Yeah, well, none of us could at the time, you know. This is this is what it does to you. I mean, just running back through, uh, there are some things I like in this episode. I like that Rose is the first to realise there's something wrong again. I think that's been quite yeah, consistent. Yeah, with, with the missing posters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the Doctor's outfit in this. I quite like his little granddad collar underneath the suit rather than going suit and tie. The sort of more chilled back look. I like that. You know what? I didn't even notice it. <laughs> Did you know? No. I didn't even clock. I was just like, that's the doctor in his big brown coat. Um, it's a racist street, right? So when they're all gathered in their oh, circle. Oh, yeah. There, did was... you? Wow, Karen was going hard there. Well, there's quite clearly two people working from the council, and yet Doris decides to go. Or I don't even know if it was Doris. I, th- I think you're right. I think it was a younger woman no, with short hair, it was, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah, it was the one with the short hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was just like, wow. Why don't we start with him? Points at the black council van man and just completely ignores the white council man behind him. I'm like, oh god, this is this is London in 2012, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was uh, that was bad to be honest. I'm I'm genuinely <laughs> surprised that that got through. Like, yeah, I know. Um, the finger on lips thing is the most ridiculous thing in the world. If anybody ever told me to put my finger on my lips again, I would tell them to jog right the fuck on. <laughs> You'd actually break the finger. Oh, I would break their finger, yeah. Um, Attack of the Scribble, ridiculous. The first 16 minutes of this episode, JP, is just them walking up and down the street. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, well... stupid. Um, We'll breeze over it on this because it doesn't really add anything. Um glasses he wears them whilst he's looking at the uh pictures on the walls and all the drawings and all that sort of stuff but in a crowd of people so we won't dwell on it too much we'll just breeze over it do with that what you will mm-hmm. next week we do get some answers on glasses is all i'm gonna say um oh, do we okay in the exorcism scene as it was described behind the scenes he mentions that he parlays with the shadow proclamation did you pick that up Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how he kind of initiates contact, isn't it, really? Keep an eye out for more um, mentions of that, JP. Okay. I'm going to say. Um, the electric things, you throw them up, they make the weird noise. Why isn't the torch taken into the picture? They say it was struck by lightning. Uh, that's it. Ah, my only other thing I think would have made this episode better is you mm-hmm. have Doris be either the mum or the daughter from the coronation episode. And you have a like, I can't believe oh. this is happening again. Like, you know, they <laughs> want the crowds. It must be. Would that not have made a lot more sense? I mean, it could have done. Because didn't you say it was filmed on the same street or something? Filmed on the same street or in the same area or around the same time or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that could have made sense. You know, you live there all the time. Yeah, exactly. I thought that would have been a nice little way to tie two completely shit episodes together. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, no, I'll give you that. That would have been quite a good idea. But I think that wraps up this piece of steaming, festering, fucking nonsense. Um, love it or hate it, JP? I love it. I wouldn't. Well, Fuck it's, yeah, off. you it, you like, like it more than you dislike it. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, I just, I'd put it this way. It was a lot better than the concrete glory hole. Oh, mate, I can't believe you genuinely think that. Please You're stop just watching upset these episodes, they didn't use, Brad. You're just upset because they didn't use your drawings for the uh, thing, aren't you? That's actually <laughs> what you're really upset about. You, you got some kind of event. You actually applied to be Chloe. <laughs> and they, they shot you down in flames and they went, no. You're not good enough at drawing, and that's why you don't like this episode, is it? It was a bloody diversity hire, and I stand by it to this day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, we've cracked it. That is exactly why Josh doesn't like this episode, because he was rejected as the child actor, and on that serious and disappointing note, no. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely say I fucking hate this episode. It is the worst of Doc 2. It's incoherent. It doesn't make sense. It's set in the future for no particular reason. It feels small, even though it's got all these different locations. The acting is terrible. The story is terrible. The pacing is awful. The villain is non-existent. Awful. Piece of shit. 
disgusting. Get out of this. Honestly, and this is mad, I can't believe I'm saying this, skip this episode. Just skip it. Skip this episode of the podcast. Skip this episode of the series. Skip anything that any... Oh, by the way, though, it's nice seeing uh, the Prime Minister's uh, assistant from Love, actually. This is a good time or a bad time to do I've never seen Love, actually. What? What? Uh, yeah, as Brendan's point now, I have seen parts of it. It was on the TV the other day as we were skipping through. You've never seen the best Christmas film of all time. I've seen The Muppets Christmas Carol. You leave me alone. Overrated. No. Overrated. Nope. Muppets Christmas Carol is where it's at. Anyway. I'm getting tired. JP, do you want to talk about <laughs> the um, next time trailer, which you shouldn't have watched, but you did? I know, I know, but, you know, it's, it just looked too good. I, I want to know. I'm keen to know what's going on. Um, Torchwood. Torchwood. More Torchwood. A ghost? More Torchwood? <laughs> Some kind of ghost? Probably from Torchwood. <laughs> I can't remember what else is revealed in this trailer. They could have just put the word Torchwood up for the next time. They just had the word Torchwood. <laughs> and that would have been it. And it'd just been like, yeah, got the same man. Now there's some kind of ghost people or something that's, uh, that's going around. Probably the ghost of Christmas passes or something like that. And Ooh, we um... timed it well, our Christmas special. Oh, look at that. See, it's almost like we planned it, just like the Halloween special. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Next week is 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 the finale. We'll obviously do the two part in one episode. We'll probably do a little bonus episode to run through this season. JP, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, whilst you're not under the influence of Brad, uh, season two compared to season one, which do you prefer? Oh, good question. I think I'm actually going to go with season two. Wow. Just because wow. I really, I I, I think that. Season two just had better episodes. It how, also had it, worse episodes. how can you say uh, that's true? It, I will say it also had worse episodes as well because there was two. Season one, I didn't have any hate hits, but season two, I had two hate hits. Yeah. But the better episodes were better, if that makes sense. Wow. The I'm... peaks were higher, but there were a few little troughs. Interesting. Um, I'll ask you again without the influence of Brad, based on their one season each. Who's the better mm-hmm. doctor? Ah, oh, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I quite like David Tennant. <laughs> Do you know? I'm not I'm... saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that Chris Eccleston was a bad doctor, but I just feel like David Tennant's just got it a little bit more. He he almost seems like he wants to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that is you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I think you can see a lot more enthusiasm coming from David Tennant. So I will allow that. Not, I will allow that opinion. <laughs> I'm guessing you, you're going to say season one for out of season one and two, you're going to say season one, yeah. I, oh, I, season one feels more dated than this season. I think that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think season mm-hmm. one feels a lot more mid noughties than, than this does, but I think you cannot deny this has three. Easily three of the worst episodes of all of Doctor Who. This is the weakest season with some amazing gems. Like, it's a really strange thing. Based on this series alone, if you look at the good episodes and you look at the bad episodes, if you Mm. were a producer of the show, basing on the quality of season two, would you give it another season? uh, What, is in season two going into season three, yeah? Let's say season two was the first season, though. You started off, so you've got these extreme lows and these extreme highs. Do you think, like, Doctor Who would have continued if it hadn't have had such a solid, you know, you agree that the episodes aren't as good, but a solid series that came before it? Or if it didn't have the Doctor Who title attached to it, if this was just a show, do you think this is good enough to warrant the 10-plus seasons that have come afterwards? I think so. There's potential there. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. no, there's poten- there is potential there. That is a thing. It, it's just you know, um, because 
you you got to look at it. All right, no 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 season is going to be perfect. You know, there's always going to be some kind of flaws in a season, which is fair enough. But as I you know, it's, it's the reason why I prefer season two to season one is the peaks were a lot higher than the yeah kind of the how low the troughs were. If that makes sense. Yeah yeah yeah. No, I get that. I get that. You know. So yeah. No, I think yeah. I if I was you know if if season two was season one and you were talking about renewing it, I I for sure you'd be renewing it. Fair enough. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you very much, JP, for coming. Will our guest return next week? We're not sure. Um, But yeah, join us next week, the finale. Thanks for listening. Thanks for engaging. Thanks for continuing to be a great community. And uh, anything to ask, JP? No, I think that's it. So on to the finale next week. On to the finale. Yeah, two episodes finale. but we'll do it as well. Two seasons. Doesn't time fly when you're having fun, eh? Doesn't it just to be fair? Yeah, two, that's mad actually. Two seasons. Two finished. seasons. Well, Christmas special we've got to do. So then it's the end of the uh, then it's the end of the series. But on there that note, goodbye, chaps. Yeah, thank you as always, guys. Really appreciate it. And we will catch you on the flippity flop next week. Adios, amigos.